one to the loudest podcast. It's the podcast where a guy talks to his completely insane girlfriend every week about the things that bother her. We talk loud. We're loud people. It's the loudest podcast. I'm your host, Stereos Coconos. With me today is Sriracha. What ah. we need a we need like a elevator pitch for the show. Like, when I do Monkey, I go, it's a show where an old guy and a short guy talk about the news of the week. Although we haven't really talked about the news of the week for months now. But it sounds good. Wait, because um, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, this is the part where a dangerously insane person... <laughs> dangerously insane person talk about what what's, what birds are doing this week. Cause pretty much this podcast is just 20% birds. <laughs> I, li- I like... A podcast where two dangerously insane people talk about very normal things. Yeah, because yeah. this week we're going to be talking a lot about birds. Uh, we're going to be we're going to be introducing a new segment called Sriracha Survivor Seance. Wait, oh, this is a, a segment. I didn't know it was a segment. If I, I go ahead. <laughs> oh, everything we do is a segment. Oh. Remember, that's the thing. You can sell a segment. <laughs> Like, oh, hey, we want to turn this loudest thing into a TV show. Like, Carpool Karaoke starts as a segment. Now it's a whole show. And that sucks. Uh, <laughs> you uh, seen yeah, uh, the money karaoke? doesn't. It sucks. And it it's uh, not entertaining at all. <laughs> Cha-ching. Yeah, nothing good makes money. If it was good, it wouldn't make... But think about this. Oh, I have celebrities lip-syncing on my Jimmy Fallon show. Boom! Spin off that segment into a show. So, Man. Sriracha's Survivor Showdown is our brand new segment. We're going to do a Sriracha Survivor Showdown. Um, well, oh, oh, we're going to play a game. If we have time, we're going to play a game of B&B. That's burbs and budgies. Um, but I was thinking it might be fun. People send... Us gifts. We have a PO box in Brooklyn. Uh, it's a. Uh, oh, hold on. Let me let me let me get one of them. People send gifts to uh to PO box nine zero seven zero zero Brooklyn, New York one one two zero nine. And uh, we've gotten a lot of good stuff. Like like, can you tell people about some of the stuff you've gotten? Um, Archangel Life last week sent me, or not last week, a while ago, sent me, I think, the most thoughtful gift I've ever gotten in my entire life, which is that, uh, it's a bottle of Champagne, or I guess non-alcoholic Champagne, maybe it's apple juice, that you can (laughs) split with your waifu, and I think something like only a thousand of them have been made or anything, it was a really nice gift, I'm scared to open it. (laughs) Because <laughs> I don't want I don't want to destroy its value. Even as I was opening the box originally, I'm like, oh, this just went from mint to near mint. I know what you're saying because the box looks so ornate. Okay, so Sriracha's waifu <laughs> is a girl named Yo Watanabe from the show Love Live Aquar Season, right? No, it's Yo Watanabe from Love Live Sunshine. Get it right. Okay, I'm sorry. I apologize. Uh, should we start out? Do you want to do a second take? Oh, God, out? no, no, no. <laughs> Anything but a second take, I'm no. Sorry. God, no. God, sorry. please, no. I would rather <laughs> fucking... How about here? I got a better idea. Instead of restarting the episode, I'll just... I'll put toothpicks under my toenails and then kick a wall because that is preferable <laughs> to restarting. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. See... Doing the show at 1 p.m. is a little bit more stressful for Sriracha than me because she has this thing called a job. Like, she, her time is valuable to a corporation. It's not even that. It's that I don't give a shit. (laughs) I don't care. Just roll with it. Roll with it. It's fine. You mispronounced it wrong. It's fine. Everything that I've ever said has been a masterpiece. So. I don't need to restart, motherfucker. I just roll with it. Okay, <laughs> Make right. episode five hours okay. long. Okay, we're rolling with it. You, Watanabo, from the Aqua season of Love Live, <laughs> she's the student council president. Correct. And she's known for her strict 
for her strict demeanor. She's also the fattest of the Love Live girls. She tips the scales at over 400 pounds. She's known for her terrible singing voice and her and her uh, angry, surly demeanor. Is this correct? Yeah, and you know what, Asterios? The people that know that's not correct are going to think that's hysterical, and the people that don't know are going to be like, yeah, that sounds about right. She's okay, well, with an obese school president. Yeah, that's right. Well, anyway, Sriracha loves this girl. They <gasps> so they they made this kit called New Year's with Yo, and it it's this like two hundred and fifty dollar ornate mahogany box, and you open it, and there's a glass of non alcoholic. Apple cider inside. Because she's underage. Because she's underage. <laughs> there's a there's a bottle of that. There's two glasses, and there's a picture of her, like a placemat of her, that is laminated. If you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, that, the lamination is pretty important. Yes, it is. And so the idea <laughs> is that on New Year's Eve, you have a date with Yo. You pour a glass for her. You pour a glass for you. You toast to the new year, and you and you really see, you really test the grade of this lamination and see was this cheap laminated or? I heard you trying to see. I heard you starting to say something, and so I wait. What, what's happening over there? Oh no, I was just thinking. If anybody else is considering getting into anime, think about what you've just heard and seriously reconsider. Yes. So so Archangel of Life sent that to Sriracha. Which I fucking love. So people send us nice things all the time. So this first thing, I don't know who sent it. There's no name on it. But it's a little tiny envelope. What do you think could be in this little... This is an envelope maybe about uh, about uh, three inches wide by three inches tall. It's about half an inch thick. It, it looks like an old-fashioned CD holder. What do you think could be inside? It's a DVD of a rare... Japanese only released porno flick. Okay, and I'm gonna say it's a '90s softcore porno flick from Cinemax because these people know I'm a boomer and I'm really into the the soft lighting and the softcore thing. Okay, but let's see. Who's... You know, I think both one of those are have an equal chance of being it. So <laughs> let's open it. Let's see whose porno dreams are correct. Okay. It is. Oh, oh my god. Show me, show me, show me, show me, show me. Oh. Okay. It's it's a small ornament. It's a small wooden Christmas ornament that says your porktastic. Oh. And it's a little frowning pork. It's I'm not kidding. This is made out of wood. You can see there's wood burns on the back. And the guy included a little piece of rope. Um, this is from engraving specialists of Central Texas. It's laser cut. Can I see it again? You look how nice this is. Oh my God, it's beautiful. That's very cute. This is, okay, this is great. Let me see if there's a letter. Okay, I don't, whoever sent us this. Oh, was sent to us by a guy named Mr. Foss. Thank you, Mr. Foss. This Thank is really you. nice of you. That's really cute. Thank you for thinking of us and my weird obsession with birds. <laughs> Star Wars birds, to be particular. I Okay, we're, I'm going to open up another one. This is, again, uh, it, it does not say who this is from, but it feels cylindrical. I can already tell this is about, it's about six inches long. And it's about uh, two inches uh, uh, cylindrical. It's got about two inches of girth. Uh, what do you think this cylindrical, girthy object might be? Porg. Okay, I'm also going to say <laughs> it's like a it's like a big, tall porg, like standing up straight. Yeah. Uh huh. All right. Let's open this up. And while he's opening that up, I'd like to shill a uh, few for just fifteen dollars a month. You can see how sick I am. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Oh God, I feel awful. Oh, I'm sorry. Boy. Anybody watching the live stream? Jesus Christ, I'm so sorry. I'll try more next week. Like, I think oh you look really, my God, really my hot. head I'm not, I'm, and my throat. I'm not, and my I'm not willing to entertain this. You actually, you look really hot. Speaking of hot, 
Somebody sent us a bottle of number one lube life water-based lubricant. Did Amazon send you that gift? No. Why would I send? Look, why would I send my personal lubricant supply to the P.O. box? I need that at the home. Business right off? I don't know. <laughs> you think I can wait for that? I can't, I can't wait for the... I'm at my parents' house, by the way, so I really shouldn't be terribly loud. But, um, but no, 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 no. Amazon sends me my lube to the to our apartment. But um, this uh, number one lube life, it says on it, quote, if you, it says on it, quote, if you lube it, they will come. <laughs> it also says on it, you're welcome. Okay, here's what it, here's what it says on the back. It says it's actually this really fun packaging copy. It says, "We care about hashtags. We care about lube. We care about life." Hashtag lube life forever. Who who said this to us? I do, it doesn't say. There's no. I whoever sent this to us. What a great ironic gift that I'm going to unironically use. You got Thank it. you. What were you, you saying? You got a secret Amazon wish list we don't know about? No. That's right. You're going to get thought audited. I think we both know that when it comes to shilling, I would never keep it a secret. That's if true. I, That's if I did true. have an Amazon wish list, I would like tattoo it on my bicep. My All friend right. my friend that used to be a cam girl had an Amazon wish list. Yeah. <laughs> And I went and looked at it the one day. She was telling me that all these guys would send her stuff from her Amazon wish list. So I was like, okay, let me see your Amazon wish list. And I opened it up and it was all weird, practical things. Like a $100 gift card to Ralph's. <laughs> I'm like, really? People just buy your groceries? Like I was clicking on it imagining it was going to be, you know, sex toys and costumes. Like, oh, wear this on your next stream. But no, people are just buying her very... Very reasonably priced timepieces and coasters. Well, why not just put your rent on your Amazon wish list? I mean, I, if, if you could, I'm sure they wish you would have. Amazon wish list. My monthly health insurance premiums. Hey, <laughs> let's get sexy. You co-pay and I'll co-play. I was going to say, like, to be fair, though, the one people that I don't, uh, that I want to have health insurance, we've talked about this before, is my sex workers that I frequent. I know. I know. Like, if my cashier, my cashier at Starbucks has gangrene on his hand, it's like, okay, whatever, just don't get it in the coffee. But if I sit there and watch that for 35 minutes, I'll be like, yo, that looks infected, bro. You want to go to urgent care? It does It does kind of kill the fantasy. I, I will totally agree with you. But, you know, um, but at the same time, I'm sorry, I don't have anything for that. I just completely agree with you. You want to start okay. over? <laughs> Okay, let's open up one more. Oh, this is a box that I had already. Let me tell you guys just real quick. My mom, I'm whispering this. My mom has been a little bit sad and depressed. So I brought home, um, I brought home one of these boxes because I, uh, I knew what was in it because the dude like messaged me and he was like, I'm sending you this from Australia. And I was like, oh my God, send it to me. And I gave the box to my mom and I was like, mom. I thought it might make you feel better if you opened up one of these nice gifts that our listeners send us. And my mom went, I'm not going to open that. What if it's got a bomb in it? <laughs> what if it's got anthrax? I'm going to get the powder all over me. Where's and I was the like, ricin? Yes. And I was like, you know what, mom? Good point. Well played, mom. This is why you're smarter and more successful than me. I will open the gift over here on the other side of the kitchen. Um... Okay, I'm going to show you this big, big box. Okay, no joke. This box weighs 30 pounds. Oh, and is, they shipped it from Australia? Yes, it co- and it says how much it costs to ship it. $110.30 Australian to ship this. That is less than I anticipated. <laughs> well, how... Wait, you know about these things, don't you? Yeah, I used to live in Australia, man. Let me tell you. Ooh, guys, you are all, are you all millionaires? How do you live? First of all, let me tell you, clothing in Australia is insanely expensive. And I don't understand why, because you have so much land to raise sheep. (laughs) 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 Just wear wool everything. Clothing is expensive. Alcohol is 
prohibitively expensive. I have a very specific memory of being in college and being in a liquor store <laughs> with one of my friends from university. They call him Bottle-O's. I was at the Bottle-O. <laughs> and I picked up a, a bottle of Jack Daniels. Guess how much a bottle of Jack Daniels costs over there? Okay, well, in America, like a bottle of Jack Daniels, probably 25 bucks. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. uh, how much does it cost over there? $85. <laughs> $85. To be fair, to be fair, Australian money's worth a little bit less than us. And I picked it up and I pointed at my friend. And I was like, you know, in America, this is like 25 bucks, right? And he looks at me. He's like, how are y'all not alcoholics? I'm like, we are actually. <laughs> <laughs> and then, but then you can go to, you can go to, oh, damn, Aldi. You can go to Aldi and get a bottle of wine for $3. Like a domestic bottle of wine. <laughs> So, oh, so, so many, many a day were spent just me lugging around a bottle of red wine. I became Peter fucking Steele for a semester, just carrying a bottle of wine around with me whenever I would go somewhere. Now, you have told me about a a, a specific kind of Australian wine. You know what I'm talking about? Can you tell the listeners about it? Goon? Oh, yes. No, no I'm too good for goon. It. I don't drink good. They literally named an alcohol goon. They named the alcohol after what it turns you into, which is a goon. Just walking around, punching things, starting fights, being awful. A goon comes in. It's what Americans would call bag wine or boxed wine. Spoiler alert, if you open the box, there's actually a bag inside the box. It's a bag of wine that you will get. You will you will have the worst hangover of your entire life because there is dude there is so much sugar in that. I don't know how they do it, but it tastes bad and it has enough <laughs> sugar to kill a diabetic horse. I did are you the one who told me about goon of fortune? Yeah, that's when you attach a bunch of goon bags to a like a spinning laundry hanger and <laughs> roll. Yes, yes. I I looked at. She told me about this game called Goon of Fortune, and I was like, I don't know if this is real, but I looked it up, and it has a Wikipedia page. It does. <laughs> yes, I learned so much about it. So. Um, so what you do is you take like a spinning laundry rack that you'd ha- use outside to dry your clothes, you know, and it traditionally spins in the wind and your socks get dry and whatever. And you hang different bags from, from each part of it. Some of them are goon. Some of them are hot sauce. Some of them are like vinegar, just like disgusting things. And you spin the goon of fortune and you don't know what you're going to get. Now, the only time I've ever been in anything remotely similar was when me and Sriracha were shooting a D&D game in a uh, pole dancing club, and our friend Lucy got up on the pole, started spinning around, and pouring rum into everyone's mouth. So we were all, like, hanging out under our friend Lucy like baby birds. <laughs> Just like, ma, 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 ma. And of course... We were all already drunk, so where did the rum go? Directly into my eyes. <laughs> and I remember going, oh, this is worth it, though. This is worth it. Don't worry, Lucy, you did the right thing. I'm going to remember the good part of this forever. <laughs> and I went to the bathroom, and I was just, like, dousing my eyes for 15 minutes while the rest of the D&D party is fighting a beholder on the, on the deck of a pirate ship. Good times, Sriracha. Good times. Yeah, uh, yeah. Sounds like a good time. You know, uh, the pole. You, you, everybody in the audience, you want to get your mind blown. The pole spins. The strippers don't spin. Did you know that? Yes. It's not. Did- no, go ahead. <sighs> no, I was gonna say I did not know that either. But- Blew my fucking mind. Blew my fucking mind when I went to that uh thing, that pole, pole, whatever thing. With you and Lucy, I was like, oh my god, the, the, the whole new world is locked for me. It's like, there's a pole, and then there's another pole over the pole, and the pole is what spins, not the strippers. Yes, and there's like a locking mechanism. So the thing is, 
it's it's like it's it's like a magician's secret that these pole dancers have. Oh, by the way, uh, they don't like being called strippers. I they were very clear about that. But um, it's like it's like a. <laughs> oh yeah, I remember that. Because I got yelled at a couple times for that. <laughs> yeah, I, I remember very specifically what are we telling to call them? pole dancers. They're pole and en- pole enthusiasts or pole artists. I remember very specifically telling you beforehand. I was like, Sriracha, you have to be very careful with their pronouns. And um, but uh, but then of course Sriracha got real drunk and started started going, yeah, strippers. <laughs> um, yep. <laughs> at one point, Sriracha did take her shirt off and start spinning around. In her bra, uh, in front of all of us, and she was like yelling, "Like this is so empowering! This yeah, well, is awesome!" One time, Mysterio threw up outside. <laughs> I don't make fun of you for that. Okay, I wasn't making fun of you. I think it's awesome. Okay, well, and I would, and I remember being like, "Yes, this is very empowering." <laughs> and it's yes. not. It's they're not strippers. It's not a lap dance. It's an erectile dysfunction treatment. <laughs> It's a friction session. <laughs> They're medical <It's>... professionals. <laughs> <laughs> Which is why they need medical coverage. Okay. <laughs> Medicare well, I'm gonna, for all. I'm going to open up this. But look, if you added the word strippers to that, everyone would be on board. Medicare for all strippers. Who's going to vote against that? Okay. They would be Medicaid, right? <laughs> I mean, I don't want my strippers on Medicare. That's the one for old people. <laughs> But the idea, look, moving on. Um, okay, here's what's in the box. It's a very big, very heavy box. They sent us. Every flavor of Tim Tam. Oh my God, I love Tim Tams. <laughs> they sent us original chocolate Tim Tams. Double chocolate Tim Tams. Double-coated Tim Tams, which is a different double chocolate Tim Tam. Mint chocolate Tim Tams. Chewy caramel Tim Tams. They sent us white chocolate Tim Tams. They even sent us this kind of Tim Tam that is filled with Turkish delight, which is a candy that, like, well, you know, Greek people eat from Greece. So I was like, Dad, these are, like, Turkish delights. And he took a look at them, and he was like, no, they're not. They're cookies. And I was like, well, okay, Dad. I just thought you'd like it. Um, this is a, these are Tim Tams that are, that are flavored like iced gelato. And then he also included, for both of us, flip flops with the Australian flag on them. Oh my God, I love them. <laughs> yes, Already. I know. Um, we, we want, oh, oh, is there a letter? I think there might be a letter in here. Yes, there is a letter. The letter reads, hey, mate. Finally got around to sending your package. I've had the X-Wing sitting on my counter for a while. Just been short on funds, which I know you understand. Oh, so what this guy, his name is Michael. He does this amazing thing where he takes small pieces of scrap metal and makes sculptures. He made like a motorcycle for Dick. He made a guitar for Sean. And he made a Star Wars starship for me. Wow. Yeah. Um... Let's see. You might not remember, but on episode 100 of The Dick Show, when they opened their packages, you said, it's amazing that their fans send them works of art. That means a lot to me. I've never made anything which has been referred to as art before. Since then, I've been a patron and listened to your podcasts, really enjoying what you do. I really hope you enjoy what I made and the treats reach you intact so you can enjoy them. Oh, my God. I, uh, I'm, st- I'm starting to get a little bit emotional. Uh, if you want to talk to an Aussie your sh- on your show, I'd be more than happy. Cheers, mate. Michael. P.S. Maddox Lost. P.P.S. Patreon.com slash stereo. That's so sweet. I know. There is a lot more stuff in this box. He also sent us, this is a, uh, this is an ice tray, but it makes kangaroos. Oh, kangaroo that's so shape. cute. I can't wait Kangar- to use it. I know, I'm not kidding. It makes kangaroo and, ko- and koala-shaped ice cubes and also makes ice cubes in the shape of Australia that say Australia on them. Uh, that is not a joke. Uh, oh, that's some Vegemite. You sent us some Vegemite? Fuck Vegemite. Throw that in the garbage right now. I will not. It's like tires. 
I will not do that. Oh my goodness. Oh, wait a minute. Uh, he did send the X-Wing. Look at this. It's beautiful. That's definitely art. Look how pretty this is. This is an X-Wing made out of pieces of, of shop metal. Um, as our listeners know, X-Wings are a four-engine uh, ship as opposed to the twin-ion engines or TIE fighters. That's why they're called TIE fighters. TIE stands for twin-ion engine. Um, and and the, the ion engines of this X-Wing are like big industrial bolts. Um the X-wing is a uh, the X-wing has uh, is a quad laser vessel um, with a with a small with a laser cannon on on the tip of each of its S foils. Uh, the S foils are locked in attack position here, and each and at the tip of each S foil is like a little nut and a bolt to represent the laser cannon. And he even sent a stand, and this is clearly like a piece of an engine. That you can attach the X-Wing to, and then the X-Wing can spin around your desk. Um, That's so cool. Where are you going to put it? On my fucking... T- you know my tiny desk that I already don't have any room on? Yes. That's where it's going. <laughs> you it. know the desk where I'm constantly spilling coffee and tea on myself? Awesome idea. <laughs> Look at this. Look. Dun, 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 dun. Dun 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 ba 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 lock X was at attack position. Go this is go leader getting ready for your attack run. Stay on target. Stay on target. Switch shields to double front, please. Ba 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 Biggs, you're getting too close. Biggs, look out. Don't worry, Luke, I can handle it. No, Biggs! Oh no! In a, cu- a cut scene would have established our relationship more. Wait, you've never seen Star Wars? No, I don't get any of this. Okay, but look, it spins! I'm just gonna pretend there's a pork on it. I'd also like to point out that this thing weighs 50 pounds and you could murder someone with it. Thank you, Michael! This is incredible! It's awesome. Thank you so much, man. Oh my goodness. Okay. Enough of, um, uh, enough of Uncle fucking Boomer blathering over here. I want to hear. Sriracha Survivor Showdown. Swick, so, put in part of the, the Survivor's theme here where it's like, like the, the, the bongo drums and shit. Put it no, in here, okay? Put in the part where it goes, ayo, yo, yo, ayo. <laughs> oh, put in that part. Oh, do it, do it, do it. Okay, Sriracha. Um, what's that? What, let's hear your take on this week's Survivor. Well, okay, so if anybody that doesn't know, I love, there's one reality show, trashy reality show that I watch. I love Survivor. I've been watching it since I was a kid. But, man, the twists this season fucking suck. What, oh, okay, what are examples of good twists before you tell me about the shitty twists? The twists this season fucking suck. Now, let me tell you about this season because it's okay. going to be so monumentally stupid. You're not going to even believe that okay. this is a real thing. Okay. So every Survivor season has like a gimmick, right? And the in the first couple seasons, the gimmick started out as they would hide a hidden immunity idol somewhere on the island that if you found it, you could like keep it a secret. And then they'd vote you out and you'd be like, no way, I got a hidden immunity idol. And then the second person, the person with the second highest amount of votes would get kicked off. That's a reasonable twist. But then every consecutive season, they have kept the hidden immunity idol around so they have to add these they had to up the ante every season and it's to the point where okay so now the big gimmick this season is called extinction island and what extinction island is is they don't they don't know that this exists when the contestants don't know when they get on the show but after they get voted out they walk down the path where like they the boat comes to pick them up and dump them off at whatever airport is closest to the survivor island and they happen upon a fork in the road and there's a sign that says if you want your journey to end it's like the red pill or the blue pill if you want if you want to just go home and end your survivor journey you can take the blue pill and go down the right path and get on the boat but if you want to go to extinction island then you gotta go left. <laughs> you take the red pill and they take you to Extinction Island, which is basically just another abandoned island. So, so obviously, everybody goes to Extinction Island because why wouldn't you? 
Like, why would you just want to go home? You, especially because we're in the, only in the first two weeks of the season. Nobody wants to be the guy that got voted out first. So, of course, you're going to go to Extinction Island. So, so um, uh, Monkey also likes this show. So, I'm asking Mom. There's so far one person on Extinction Island. Maybe two, but we'll get to that later. Dumbest cliffhanger I've ever seen in my life. One person on Extinction Island, the whole thing is there's also a flag on Extinction Island that if you, if the solitude and the loneliness is too much, you can pull the flag and somebody from the production team will come pick you up and then dump you off at the airport so you can go home. Uh, I'd like to just point out real quick, I can certainly understand why somebody would want to not go to Extinction Island. You Why? just got voted out. You've been eating bugs all day. You're living in your underwear and you're sleeping on the ground. So it's kind of like, yeah, maybe I'm tired of this bullshit. What what Survivor does is they sequester the contestants who lose in a very nice hotel for the remainder of the season. Because obviously they don't want those contestants going back to the mainland. Then everyone will know they lost. You know, Survivor's taped in one big chunk. So it's like... Hey, do you want to go to a resort and get all your meals paid for and be able to sit around and watch TV all day? Or do you want to go to someplace probably worse called Extinction Island? Yeah, but why the fuck would you sign up for Survivor if you didn't want to lay in the dirt? It's not like this is the first season. It's not a surprise anymore that you got to lay in the dirt and build your own fire. As usual, that's a very well-countered argument, and I now agree with you. Please continue. If I wanted to go on vacation, I'd go on vacation in stereos. I would go to the sandals in the three islands over. Because we're in the great exuberance, basically in the parking lot of a sandals resort. I would have gone there if I wanted to go on vacation. But no, I want to compete for a million dollars. That's why I've applied for and am on Survivor and probably took a billion fitness tests to make sure I wouldn't have a heart attack and die after eating bugs. And also... Why would anybody leave Extinction Island? Okay, you're lonely. I get it. But the like the producers aren't going to let you die there. I'm sure there's something that like if you really if you really didn't read your wilderness survival books before you decided to apply for Survivor and you can't build a fire and there's nothing to eat so you can't boil water, I'm sure they are giving you like a Brita filter or something. They can't kill their contestants. <laughs> Okay, I again, I'm unironically saying this. That was very well argued, and I now agree with you. Why don't you like this? Here's why I don't like this. Okay, so at first I thought, I'm like, okay, this is a cool idea. It's called Extinction Island, which means that there can only be one person on the island at a time, right? That was my assumption, because it's Extinction, you're the last one. So I'm texting Mumpty about this show <laughs> as it's airing, and I'm like, so whoever they vote out, they're going to make them, like, fight to be the last one on Extinction Island, right? And he says, no, they just let them pile up there. How does that make any sense? First of all, it gets rid of the entire loneliness aspect if people are coming over. I like the idea that it's, like, a psychological battle between staying in this game or going home. But if you let other people come to Extinction Island, first of all, you're not extinct anymore. <laughs> Second of all, it defeats the whole purpose of that. And third, at some point, mathematically speaking, Extinction Island is going to have more people on it than the main island. After you hit the halfway point of the game. How does that make any sense? All tension is just completely lost then, too, because when you get voted out, you're just going to Extinction Island. Nobody, and that's where it brings me to... The worst goddamn cliffhanger I have ever seen in this motherfucking show. Let me tell you. Okay, so they vote out, spoiler alerts for Survivor, sorry. They vote out the contestant that can't swim, obviously. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) It was painful to watch. They had an immunity challenge, and this guy, which of course involves swimming, they're on a goddamn island, so they have to swim out, get like this thing, and this guy is just drowning. (laughs) In six feet of water, his teammates are desperately trying to pull him along, which of course gives the other team this about a miles of advantage. Obviously, they win. It doesn't even, it's not even remotely close because they had to spend two weeks dragging Keith through (laughs) Keith's waterlogged corpse (laughs) through the water. 
Obviously that team loses and they vote Keith out and he's standing and the big cliffhanger that the end of the episode on is him standing in the woods and debating with himself. Should I go to Extinction Island? And then the episode just ends. I don't care. I don't care if you, first of all, I know you're going to go to Extinction Island for all of the reasons that I listed previously. Second of all, I've just met you two weeks ago. I am not emotionally invested in any one of these contestants at this point. I might be if there was anybody that I really, they're doing this thing now where they mix uh, survivor veterans in with new characters. And But I think Keith is a new Survivor character. Like, I could see if it was a fan... I could maybe see if it was a fan favorite from previous like, episodes. But such I, as? Like, there's this one guy on named Joe, who I, is my personal pick for Survivor. I know he's not going to win, but I hope he sticks around as long as possible, because he checks off a lot of boxes on my fetish list. Such as? I like scraggly mustaches. I like long hair on men. <laughs> you know. Uh-huh. Keep going. No, keep going. No, those are the those are the only two that he checks off. But um, just like real gross mustaches. He's very good at the challenges, which I like <laughs> because they zoom in a lot on his rippling muscles during it. The only reason I watch the show is because I'm a pervert. If anybody can't tell, I know. But it's like the rippling muscles. Like that doesn't really do anything for you. Like you're more into like the hair than the mustache. Oh right? god, yeah. Oh god, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, come who, 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 like, oh, it's a dime a dozen over here. Ooh, yeah, exactly. Go to the gym. Mm. Buff guys, I could go to any gym. New York City, no, I can't see it. Disgusting. Uh, I also like that they starve them. Uh, <laughs> what? That's kind of fun to watch. Not not as a sexual thing, but it's like everybody comes to this island so fat, and then by the end of it, they're so skinny. Okay, I'd like to point out now. That uh, Sriracha and Monkey call me a boomer, and yet they are the ones who are texting about Survivor and Big Brother. Just pointing that out. Wait, what, what was I even raving about? I don't remember. No. So this season of Survivor sucks. I don't care. I'm not invested in these characters at all. When was the last good season of, like, tell me about the, the golden, the halcyon days of Survivor. Because, uh, listeners, as you can probably tell, I don't watch Survivor. It's a boomer show for shut-ins and lamos who want to watch a bunch of hot people suffer. Because you sat there and played with a Star Wars toy on air for like five minutes. Okay, Star Wars is cool. A, oh, it's an inter- <laughs> It's 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 in a. It's true. It truly is the story of Jesus Christ, the most important story of all time. But instead of being Jesus, it's Luke Skywalker, and instead of Moses, there's Obi Wan Kenobi. The forces are is the Holy Spirit, and I'm just there's a Star Wars goes at a lot of levels. Survivor has one level. Hey, is this bikini girl gonna eat a bug? I guess she <laughs> ate a bug. Survivor. No, there's three levels. There's Outwit, Outlast, and Outplay. Okay, okay. My favorite Survivor challenges are by mm-hmm. far. They don't do the eating weird shit challenges anymore, and I don't know why. Okay. I think that went the way of Fear Factor in that people are, in that the audience is grossed out by it, and it's a potential liability, so it's like a lose-lose situation mm-hmm. for everyone mm-hmm. involved. Mm-hmm. They don't do the eating weird stuff challenges. That used to be one of my favorites. Now I like the... uh Emotional torture ones where they have to just like stand on a brick for eight hours and they watch and then every so hours Jeff, the host, will come out with like, hey, we got a plate of nachos here for everybody who wants to get off their brick. And it's always like at the end, the last quadrant of the season. So they're like nachos. I would I would kill a man for nachos. Yes, I, me and Monkey and Sriracha and Sheep were watching Survivor once and all these people had to stand on a balance beam with one foot while holding in their hand a rod. And that rod was holding up a bucket of water. And if they moved their hand, the bucket of water would fall on them and they'd lose. Or if they moved their leg a little bit, they'd fall over and they'd lose. And then at one point, like Jeff Probst went... I'd like to point out that I have some delicious KFC Georgia gold chicken. <laughs> it's finger licking gold. <laughs> Crispy outside, juicy inside. Dark and white meat pieces available. And I was like, why? Why do you guys want to watch people suffer? Like, do you guys watch torture porn too? Are you guys like big fans of Hostel or, or Michael Haneke's funny games? Like, what the 
fuck are you kids? Is this like, are Zoomers so emotionally destroyed by growing up in like a school shooter culture that the only way they can enjoy themselves <laughs> is by is by watching horrific things happen to innocent people? Sriracha, you a response? I was just thinking about what a great twist it would be if they randomly gave one of the contestants a gun <laughs> and didn't tell anybody. <laughs> like, whoops. <laughs> Joe murdered his entire tribe. <laughs> Yes, what a great twist. If they <laughs> now it really a- is in state extinction island. <laughs> yes, what a great, great, great. You you understand you're <laughs> discussing the plot of The Running Man or what? Smash TV or Series 7 or to pull a, a Zuma reference, The Hunger Games. You know the point of The Hunger Games is that The Hunger Games is bad, Right. I watched Battle I read Battle Royale. I know everything. I know everything you don't know about the Hunger Games. Okay, all right. God, well, any- that book fucking sucks. <laughs> Wait, what, uh, was it an, was it a mango or was it an actual book? Uh, there is a mango. The mango is disgusting. I've read the book and I've read halfway through the mango and I had to stop reading the mango because it was way too explicit. Like even by my standard, just like these and I get that this is supposed to be a horror. This is not supposed to be pleasant to watch. But if anybody doesn't know, Battle Royale is a Japanese movie. I, th- I think it was, a, yeah, it was originally a book and then it got turned into a mango and a movie about every year the government, for no reason, just randomly kidnaps a uh, class of middle schoolers and forces them to kill one another until there's one left. And if they refuse to kill everybody, then everybody dies. And the person that wins gets to become like a celebrity and gets a lifetime pension. But obviously, they're real messed up in the head. But um, wait, what was I talking about? What was the relevance of this? The government. The government does this, by the way. Yeah, lo- the government does this. Yeah, exactly. This is, this, is the, this is why we need libertarianism now. Why? Because dark future (laughs) dystopia i get what they're like they with the hunger games they work so hard to justify it they're like it's the bread and circuses it's a way to mollify the public and give them hope and it's like you really think this is going to give them hope like seeing katniss's like tiny sister get carried away by government goons. So, and then she has to volunteer as tribute. Like, yes, what great hope. Oh, this is so goddamn entertaining. Like, like everybody always compares this stuff to ancient gladiator fights. They're like, well, the Hunger Games is like the new gladi- Roman gladiator fights. Or, oh, the, 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 the Battle Royale or that fucking video game you like with the teddy bear with a drag dragon romper. Uh, like, dang it, Grandpa. <laughs> yeah, they're like, oh, it's like the new... It's like, no, those... I bet those old Coliseum fights where a dude would fight a lion were actually pretty goddamn entertaining and cool. It's a hot-looking dude with a badass sword fighting a lion. And then at the end, the emperor gives a thumbs up or thumbs down. So even after he's beaten the lion, there's still the tension of will he or won't he? It's like the Roman Colosseum was like an expertly built piece of life and death theater. Fucking Hunger Games is watching like an innocent 11-year-old African-American girl get shot with an arrow in the stomach. Like, that's not fun. I'm just putting it out there. I thought the Hunger Games were like an allegory for the Holocaust, though. Um, uh, please tell me more. I, I did not know about this. I don't have anything to base that off of, but other than I just, I feel like it's something that I read on the internet. And also, if you watch the movies, they, whoever directed it did a lot to, like, play up the Nazism of the capital. They have these giant Stalinist flags hanging everywhere. I don't know. I guess, look it up. No, I mean, I guess that's I. But the thing is, like, the bad guys in every movie are Nazis. Like, the bad guys in Star Wars are Nazis. You know, it doesn't make Star Wars an allegory for the Holocaust. Are they it's, Nazis though? Are they based on Nazis? Uh yes. The bad guys are the bad guys in Star Wars. Are, I mean, have you ever heard of Nazi stormtroopers? No. 
Okay, well, there are these things called Nazi stormtroopers. So in Star Wars, they have these things called stormtroopers. I know and what stormtroopers are. Oh, you? No, I, I honestly didn't know if you did or not. Oh, okay, I'm so, that's all right. Sorry, sorry to mansplain stormtroopers. I, I, I understand the concept of a stormtrooper. Okay, I, I don't know what you. I don't know what you know. You've never seen I don't Star either. Wars. Um, like uh, in uh, in Star Wars Episode Seven. Admiral Hux is literally just giving a Hitler speech. He's like yelling like, We will crush the rebellion! It's just like, he's, it's just Hitler. It's just Hitler. They're, and the Imperial uniforms are, are very clearly based on like SS and German uniforms. It's like a lot of grays. They have the hats. It's, uh, yeah, you know. Because, because the thing is, it's like, yeah, look, if you want, you want to make some bad guys... Uh, you you kind of can't beat the originals. It's pretty the Nazis. Good, pretty good choice. It's classic for a reason. <laughs> yes, I I mean there's uh you know there's that like there's that classic uh um uh sketch I I forget who made it um uh Mitchell and Webb look there's that classic Mitchell and Webb look sketch where like the guys like where it's a bunch of Nazis sitting around and they're like hey wait a minute are we the bad guys well it's just uh we have a uh, skull medals. And uh, spikes on our hats and uh, lightning bolts. Like, I'm starting to think that we might be the bad guys here. And it's like, yeah, Mitchell and Webb are right. Um, there's a lot of... You can't beat the originals. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can, thank God, we did in World War II. But um, but anyway, so that's... I guess that's... Do you have anything else you want to say about Survivor? Um, <laughs> I, I can't forget, I, I don't remember where we trail. oh, the reason why Battle Royale sucks, let me just get this in, is not, Please. like, the premise of it, it's not like it's not a good premise, because it was written a long-ass time before the Hunger Games, it's not that it's not a good premise, it's just there are more characters than the goddamn Japanese alphabet, and you can't keep track of them, it's impossible, like, Chapters are one or two pages long, and there's like 35 people in this class that you need. And it's like uh, Karen sliced Megumi's throat with a sickle, and it's like, who's Megumi? <laughs> Am I supposed to remember this? To be fair, maybe this was a bad translation that I read because I read it in English. But now nah, that book sucks. I think the Hunger uh, Games is better. I see. At least the Hunger Games had asshole frat kids in it who you wanted to see die because in the hunger games like there are these there are like frat guys who are like i trained my whole life in the hunger games i uh murder people in my spare time and i go to a lot of murder practice so uh, you know my dad owns a dealership a murder dealership so <laughs> you know I'm, pr- I'm pretty cool like i've i've seen battle royale unfortunately i had to watch it I, the reason i oh by the way listeners might be wondering asterios why have you seen the hunger games battle royale and the running man don't you hate movies where bad things happen? The answer is yes. I had to watch them because I was on an episode of Screen Junkies years ago, uh, wh- like where we talked about these goddamn murder movies. And so I watched this. I watched this Battle Royale murder movie. It's just innocent Japanese school kids. Like they don't do anything to establish that they're bad or wrong or evil. They're not bad or wrong or evil. <laughs> Yeah, it's that's the government that's, that's bad and wrong and also evil. Yes. See, that's the thing. It's like in The Running Man, these are all prisoners who are given one last chance. There's a movie called Death Race or Death Race 2000. And it's like, those are all prisoners. There's a movie called Series 7 that I think Stone Cold Steve Austin is in. Those are all prisoners. Like, if you're going to have people fight to the death, you got to establish that they're bad. It's like, there's like so the point of the movie is not that you're supposed to be like, oh, these kids deserved it. You're supposed to be like, this is terrible. And then you feel happy when Shuya escapes the island. You're not supposed to go into it and be like, well, now I don't like these methods. But these kids really did have it coming to them. But why do I want to like sit down? And it's like, ah, it's Saturday night. Saturday night, go and get myself some popcorn and watch some kids die <laughs> on Saturday night. It's like, I'm not, that's not fun. I'm not going to load that up on Netflix. It's like, there's no joy in in Battle Royale. I feel like the thing people like, I feel like people enjoy talking about Battle Royale 
more than they do watching it. Because they're like, what would I do if I were... Like, it's it's a... People like the premise, not the art. They're, you know, you know, you know. they're like, what would I do? I would hide up the tree. Mom, but then they'd get you and they'd know where you are. Well, I'd find a gun. I'd do this. Well, golly, I'd build a trap. Oh, excuse me, gentlemen. I believe that I would uh, uh, be the one who'd use poison-tipped darts. Like, well, chance on it, let's all fight. Punch, 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 punch. And that's uh, my college experience. I, I I don't I don't even like this movie, but I I have no idea what you are talking about. Of course, it's not supposed to make you feel good. You're supposed to feel good at the end when they spoiler alert escape the island and don't die or have to kill anyone. Yeah, but I want to. Here's what I want: a movie that makes me feel good at the beginning, great in the middle, and fantastic at the end. Which is why my movie pick of the week, as usual, is. Ponyo! Everybody go hunt Ponyo! It's the adventures of a little kid who makes friends with a little water sprite, and they become friends, and they stay friends. The end! Love yeah, Ponyo it. really did have no conflict in it, but it was really well animated. Yeah, my, that's why my movie pick of the week is Small Parrots Doing Cute Things, Volume 7, Cutest Parrots, available on YouTube. Streaming yes. service YouTube. That I makes have, me feel good at the beginning, even better in the middle, and best at the end. I have, I am slowly converting my, right now my Instagram feed is half New York burlesque girls and half parrots, and it's just, I finally got Instagram exactly where I want it. So many adorable baby birds. It's so great. And then there'll be like a girl and she's like, nah, I'm, I'm like, I'm Captain Picard, but I'm sexy. And I'm like, yeah, oh, this is pretty So pretty no matter good. what time of day you open it, you're going to get a picture of a bird. Wait, okay. A, I love that joke. B, what song were you singing to top it? Uh, that meme song where like the sunglasses fall on you and it says deal with it. Then it goes Oh. It doesn't go Yeah Not anymore. Not anymore. Like from boomer. CSI Miami? Not anymore, Boomer. I'm so tired of my And memes then joint being... falls in your mouth and it says smoke weed every <laughs> God that comp the deal with it glasses comes from a boomer website called something awful. We invented the Glasses falling on something and saying, deal with it. That was originally a 16 pixel by 16 pixel emoji. I remember everything about something awful. Okay. Anyway, speaking of something awful, we got to fucking get low tax on the show. How do um, we get low tax on the show? I would love to spend an afternoon talking to low tax. The f- I have spoken to him over the phone three times in my life. And I've spoken to him on podcasts like once. Like I've spoken to him personally more than I've spoken to him on podcasts. And let me tell you, that's actually what he's like. Really? I've called him up on the phone and he'll just start screaming and he won't stop screaming. And then at some point you'll say, I got to go because you'll be like, I got to go. I know I'm talking to a comedy hero of mine and somebody who's like, whose style and opinion has shaped the way that I write comedy today. But uh, I don't know how much more uh, screaming about schmorky I can listen to. <laughs> From this guy, from this goddamn guy, it's like, all right, around the fifth schmorky story, I think I have to tap out. So you go, I, not me, man, not me, man. I'll sit there all afternoon. You can rant about schmorky till the cows come home. You can rant about schmorky till I die. I won't even take a break to go in the bathroom. I'll get a bottle. I want to hear everything about schmorky. I can, I can listen to that for hours, hours. Goddamn Zoomer cringe lords. One time, uh, Lotex called me up. I was in the middle of a. I was like. Directing somebody's VO session in um, uh, for a commercial, um, and uh, he called me up, and it was before that boxing match I got into with that uh, idiot, um, and uh, and he was like, "MTV wants to put you and this guy on TV and see if you can settle your differences without a boxing match." He was like, "I have a friend at MTV. They've heard about this. They want you guys to come on." And I went, Lotex, I'm sorry, but I really want to hit this person. I don't think I can do that. Are you serious? What? Why? Something that the guy said, I don't know if I've ever told you this, but um, the guy said that he would uh, fuck my disabled ex-wife. And 
after that, I was like, oh, okay, well, this is no longer funny then. Like, I'm going to, uh, I'm really going to try to hurt you, like, physically, if, like, you're going to go this far. It's like, yeah, look, I get it. Hey, Trump, uh, Trump's good. No, Trump's bad. Like, I get that in a boxing match, you got to build a story. But I was like, oh, okay, I guess you're, like, just awful then. Okay, I, I guess we should fight. You need to practice your shit talking. You need to practice your pre-match shit talking. We can I'm practice not, it all. I'm not good. You know me. I'm not good at shit talking. I'm not good at conflict. You're a lover, not a fighter. I'm a lover, I, not a fighter, too. <laughs> I like I like Porgs. I like Porgs and Ponyo and Popeye's Chicken. The three Ps. If you're looking to make Asterios happy, bring the three Ps. I'm at home with my mommy and daddy right now because I wasn't feeling good mentally. So, I, so a th- I'm a 37-year-old man-child who was like, Mom, can you make me chicken and french fries? I'm going to be lying down and trying not to look at Twitter. Like, um, I'm a, you know, I'm a yubber, not a piter. Except that one time when I fought that guy. Okay. <laughs> all right. Let's move on to our next topic. I think we've oh. exhausted this one. Okay. All right. Hold on. One more. One more topic, because uh, unfortunately we have to go. We're, we'll get to we'll get to uh, uh, burbs and budgies next week. Um, Sriracha, I think you have an update about your favorite podcaster of mine, Jericho Mantipure. Yeah, I have more Twitter followers than her, and also she quit her job. <laughs> <Da-da-da-da-da>. Da-da-da-da. <laughs> <laughs> Which I feel like I had something to do with. Um. Sriracha has officially now has more followers than Jericho Mandibure, a woman who's probably given the advice to an AIDS patient that they should eat more crystals, like a crazy Australian health guru, um, like who's probably on Jordan Peterson's all meat diet. Uh, uh, I did Jer- Jericho, if you listen to this, I didn't say any of that. <laughs> That's all stereos. I've never called you crazy. I don't like your methods, though, and your podcast is bad. <laughs> um, Sriracha now has more followers than Jericho Mandibri, who is verified. Sriracha is not. Yeah, I thought that's how you got verified, is you had to fight a verified person. Like, there was a limited quantity of blue checks, and if you fought and defeated a blue check in hand-to-hand Twitter combat, you got their blue check, and I have yet to be bestowed with my blue check. I'm talking to you, anyone who's listening to this who might work at Twitter, I want you to give Sriracha Jericho's blue check. Yes, because she got blue checked for being the president of Girlboss, and she's no longer the president of Girlboss, so give it to me! Give Sriracha the blue check! She wasn't the president of Girlboss, right? She just, like, worked, or maybe she wasn't the president of Girlboss Australia, but, like, uh, Girlboss was was run by, like, a a 22-year-old, like, overnight uh, book-writing millionaire. Not Jericho Mandibure. I don't know. She's she's something with Girlboss. That's all I know. She was previously something with Girlboss, and now today she is not something with Girlboss. She now, now she quit Girlboss. Did has she explained why she's left the Girlboss? Oh, by the way, I remember having like a conversation with a, with a bunch of advertising executives once, and they were all like, uh, they were all like, well, I mean, this Girlboss is great is great marketing, but if you think about it, it's really terrible because. You would never have a hashtag boy boss. They they were like, the term girl boss implies that girls aren't bosses and girls are bosses. My girl is a boss. My boss is a girl. Therefore, they they were like, they were like, we think this girl boss thing does suck. But at the same time, we know we can sell it. And they were like, girl boss t-shirts, girl boss koozies. Girl boss posters, girl boss, girl boss, girl boss, and I was like, I love advertising so much. Yeah, man, it's all the same shit. It's just all trying to sell people shit. Like there is no ethics or boundaries or anything like that. Like um, that boss babe thing that they use to get people to dump their life savings into an MLM. Wait, what's boss babe? Who boss babe is a pejorative term. <laughs> Okay. Boss babe is a... I'm trying to think of a good way to phrase this without sounding like a dick. Like a dick. Um, but or a cunt, I guess, is more accurate. Boss babe is a pejorative term that originated 
from MLM, another term, hun, H-U-N, is another pejorative. You can call them boss babes or huns. But where this term came from was people on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and Pinterest shilling them MLMs, calling themselves hashtag boss babes. It'd be like, I'm a CEO. When in actuality, you're not a CEO. If you pay to start a job, you're a customer. <laughs> you are not a business owner. And, and for and for those who may not know the acronym, MLM stands for multi-level marketing. Uh, boomers would know it as Amway or Cutco Knives. Mary Kay. Uh, Mary Kay or Tupperware parties, but now fucking, yeah, it's, I just assumed at some point this would stop, but it's like, I guess dumb never quits. No, it's only going to get stronger forever. It's only yeah. going to get stronger. Yeah. Um, well, well, hey, unfortunately we're running out of time, but Suraj has got to get back to work. Let's do, let's, let's play burp, budgies and burbs next week. Um, oh, just a, a just a quick shout out to a video game that me and Sriracha are both playing right now. We'd oh, love yes. to join us. Um, Sriracha, why don't you tell people about it? No, you go ahead. I gotta load up my my screen. Okay, it is called what? It, what is it called? Tiny Birds. Tiny Bird Garden. It's called Tiny Bird Garden. It's very similar to that game a couple of years ago, like uh, uh, Neko Atsume, where you'd like have a you build a nice backyard for cats. Yes. You build a nice backyard for tiny, teeny, tiny birds. Look at my garden. Yes. Okay. Look at my garden. Sriracha is now showing me. C can I see that again? Uh, you have to talk because when you talk, it makes your camera come on. So you got to keep yelling, look at my garden. Look at keep, keep going. Okay. There's an adorable little yellow bird with a bow tie. Describe these birds. Okay, we got, let's find out what their names are. You put toys in your yard and the birds come. We got Emily, who is going to school. She studies hard and believes that anything is possible. We got Megan, who's a journalist for Birdie Times. We've got, oh, I put the bow tie on this one. Mango, a oh. bird that I put a bow tie on. And we've got Octavia, who has read every book in the universe. Jesus Christ. <laughs> If okay, birds are reading I'm books, we need a defense for that. But And then you collect uh, feathers, and you use the feathers to upgrade your yard. That's very cute. The whole game is very cute. Now, I, now I my, unfortunately, my bird feeder is out of seed, so I currently have no tiny birds in my garden. But the nice thing is, if you're not there to catch the birds... Um, it's, it's a persistent world. So like you open it up and sometimes there'll be birds there and sometimes not just like in your real backyard full of toys, um, for birds, <laughs> uh, that have personalities and can talk to you. Uh, but what they do is they leave little reviews of your backyard, kind of like someone would leave reviews for an Airbnb. So brisk says that my backyard is a must see on any tiny birds visit list. I loved it here. Left me 11 feathers. Jelly Bean writes, there's so many reasons to love this garden. It's just the best. Uh, Jelly Bean left five feathers. Amatsu said this would be the perfect place for a date. Wish I knew about it sooner. And then, oh, there's an, there's an, ang there's like an angry, sullen tiny bird named Baka. Or named Claus. Have you met Claus yet? No, not yet. Claus writes, whatever. It's not like I had an amazing time or anything. Baka. What does baka mean? Oh, it means like idiot in Japanese. It's a tsundere bird. That's cute. What tsundere? What? It's a bird. What tsundere what mean? It's a bird that loves your garden, but is too afraid to share his real feelings. So he tries to cover it up while also communicating how he feels. <laughs> this bird has like a blue face. Are, are Sundarius blue? Do they have, like, blue hair? Nope. <laughs> nope. Okay. Well, Kino says, wow, what a fun place to visit. I can't wait to come back again. I like Kino a lot better. Um, so, join us on Tiny Bird Garden. Sriracha, give people your Tiny Bird code. Is there so Tiny Bird codes? I just assumed. Wait, let's see if there are Tiny Bird codes. Sorry, oh, I hold on. I, I threw my phone. <laughs> I've yet to see a tiny bird code, but I there's love that. Code. There's always codes. Uh, you're not going to make a game these these days without a code. All right, menu. 
Where's my friend code? Options. Where's my bird code? Input code. Wait. Huh. No. Oh, oh, those are for promo codes. Push notifications. Yeah, I do want push notifications. I need to know when I'm out of seed. Um, okay. There's gotta be... Download the game and find a way to send us more seeds or feathers. We'll all share. Look. There's tiny birds. We gotta find all the tiny birds. Anyway. Yeah, that's it. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I interrupted. Go ahead. No, no, I was just going to wrap up, but did you want to say anything else? Yeah, no, I said I will search for a tiny bird code, and if I find it, please, everybody, add me on tiny birds. Yes, exactly. <laughs> find a way to add us on tiny birds, and if there's no way to add us on tiny birds, message the developer, and you tell her that we will dox you. No, way. actually, don't. please don't tell her that. Just uh, uh, find us on tiny birds. Anyway, that's it for this week's episode of The Loudest Podcast. Thank you so, so much for listening. This episode, like all of our episodes of this show and Boomer vs. Zoomer, were edited by Zwick. Zwick is an amazing editor and sound engineer. He also edits video. If you're somebody who's looking to hire an incredibly hardworking ex-Navy man who just enjoys making comedy better... Get in touch with me and I'll put you in touch with him. His rates are very reasonable. Um, the Loudest Podcast theme song was from by Waterboy, spelled W-A-U-T-E-R-B-O-I. You can find his music at waterboy.bandcamp.com. And, of course, the closing theme that you are listening to right now was made by Tom from the Roast Mortem Podcast. It's a very funny podcast. I'm going to be on uh, in April. You can follow them at Roast Mortem Cast. Thank you so much, and we will talk to you next week. Stay loud, America, and and the rest of the world. I don't know why. Let's not be ethnocentric. Stay loud, people. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>